we are recording. We are recording. Here's a cool thing about StreamYard. See that? Yeah. You can put but, names. You're not Victoria Chang. No, I'm not. But no. she's, she's not here. So then I can take it she's off. Here. But if she was here. Boom. Boom. That's who would. That's yeah. who was supposed so, to be here talking with us so, today. So first of all, uh, hello everybody and welcome to Are We Podcasting Yet? The only podcast where Alan and I are trying to figure out whether or not we are podcasting. Or, and we're also trying to figure out what happened to our guest today, Victoria Chang. Yeah. Guys, our amazing guest. I hope she's okay. I hope, we never even got we never even got a message right saying that she wasn't going to be here. Zero. So check, check your messages. Let's see. Uh, so here we go. I didn't get a message. No message. Okay, good. So as far as we know, she's missing. And let's, wait, let's see. She's somewhere. I'm gonna see if she's on Insta Stories. Anywhere. No, you know, don't 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 do that. Maybe she is. Maybe she's like posting Insta Story, being like, "I was supposed Find to be out. on a podcast with Let's Alan and Justin right now." 13 hours ago she was alive. Nine hours ago she was fine. Okay. Nine hours ago, okay, she was alive nine hours ago. So it's good. That's that's the extent of my detective work for today. Okay. So she's been missing for nine hours. She's been missing she's, for nine hours. She's. Do we call the authorities? No, because it's Singapore. No. She's fine. She's fine. She's, She's fine. fine. Alan, what are we talking about today? Oh, you know, we started off in such a lighthearted tone that it's kind of hard to just jump into where we're going right now. Yeah, but I, um, I love beating the crap out of lighthearted tones. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, so what we were going to talk with Vic Chang about, um, because she's also an Asian American who then uh, – she migrated over to Singapore, right? But she has experienced being Asian American. And what we're gonna talk about is specifically Asian American experience right now and the way in which there has been a, a troubling rise in anti-Asian hate crimes or in violence or hate crimes happening towards the Asian American population in America. And it's been pretty fucked up. America and Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what, okay, just to give us a bit of a framework as to why we're talking about this, because you know, I realize that maybe not everybody who's listened to us is aware of some of the stuff that's been happening. And I had a really good friend of mine who asked me, he's like, you know, is it, he called me up and he's, he's out in Asia right now and he's an American. He said, is it that this kind of stuff is happening more often or is it that it's just being noticed and reported more? And that's a difficult question to answer, right? But in my feeling and in from what i've read and found it does seem that things have increased dramatically so let me just throw a number at you justin and then i want to get your impressions on it okay okay um this is from uh center for the study of hate and extremism uh mm -hmm. from cal state university san bernardino and their studies have shown that anti-asian hate crimes in america they only measured 16 of the largest cities right but in those 16 cities it revealed that while such crimes in 2020 have actually decreased for overall, overall hate crimes have decreased by 7%. Mm -hmm. The hate crimes that target Asian Americans has, the number has risen by 150%. And in New York alone, it's risen 833%. Jeez. So that's what they found. That's what we're working with. And uh, there's a lot of uh, stories about what has happened. They've all been kind of different, but uh, talk to me, Justin. What are your thoughts, especially being abroad right now, right? But then your family's here, right? And mm -hmm. and a lot of your friends and, and people are here. What's it like seeing it from afar? It's, I mean, it's obviously 
disgusting to to witness some of these videos no matter where you are in the world just seeing this attack on humanity and civilization um is appalling um and yeah i, I mean I, I i'm not sure me being abroad changes how i feel uh about it really i i mean it's it the increase in this violence like it's obviously horrible but at the same time you're kind of like oh this this makes sense. This is something that would definitely happen right now because of the type of rhetoric that's been used by, you know, particular a particular ex-world leader, um, Donald Trump. Um, oh, you, you said know, his didn't, name. Didn't it? Didn't yeah. That didn't help. Um, yeah, man. It's just all this fuel to the fire, um, and obviously, you know, people, especially in t when times are rough, people need to vent and they don't do it the right way and they they need enemies they need to blame people for shit that's going wrong when there's not uh something physical to attack and so they create that and this yeah. was a asian unfortunately asian americans became a very easy scapegoat for a lot of these people and, so and this is the result let's okay just to put specific terms on it the words that you're talking about that were said by our former thank god former president donald trump um, stuff like Kung Flu, right? Or like the Chinese virus or pretty so much the, all the, the words that he targeted towards China with the virus. Now there is, I will play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Um, I do understand the perspective that China did need to be held accountable uh, for certain ways with regards to them not letting everybody know what was going on. Uh, obvious, you know, uh, not handling the situation uh, well from the outset, which allowed it to spread worldwide much quicker than probably uh, it needed to. Um, so I understand the people trying to hold China accountable. And so there has been an argument made that calling it the China virus is a way to do that. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. when you've got like racial tensions that are being inflamed by a, a not terribly tactful leader, Using it, China virus, not the best way to go when you're seeing that it's causing a rise in Asian hate. Because when he started doing it, we saw it start to happen. So as soon as you see right the away. correlation, you then stop. There are other ways to hold China accountable if you believe you need to do so, right? So yeah. once, once that correlation was, was uh, visible and was obvious, you stop. Uh, the Kung Flu thing, if he was a stand-up comedian doing a bit, probably going to be pretty funny. When you're the world leader and when you say things, it creates a rise uh, of hate crimes towards uh, an ethnic group in your country. Not cool. Not cool at all. So, yeah, I mean, that's, okay, that's so, kind of my take on it. So I don't disagree with what you're saying necessarily. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that China has to and should be held accountable for any mistakes, uh, any way in which they were not forthright with the world about what was going on. Um, Absolutely. But there's a difference between holding China accountable for for how they handled the virus mm -hmm. and then politicizing the virus itself. Right. Agreed. Because once because once coronavirus is in America, once it's there, it has nothing to do with China anymore. Right. Um, it, it's well, I mean, it's it, there. It, it, it does. It started there. So it has something to do with no, China. As far well, no, as like whether it started or not, the, the what we do to take care of the virus and handle the pandemic in our country has nothing to do with China from that point on. It's already there. It's true. Right? Yeah. You right. can, if you want to blame China for how they handle it, that's totally fine. But then politicizing within America, and then, as you said, being able to see 
that Asian American or violence against Asian Americans increased by doing that, like how could they have not stopped or how could he have not held back? But like here, I, I wanna break up a different point specifically because it's not just that it's anti-Asian sentiment and anti-Asian mm -hmm. violence. There's one specific tone to this that has not only made me mad, it's it's been terrifying. And that's okay. the targeting of elderly Asian Americans. Or it's strange. You know, so let me just, I just wanna go through a few of the violent um, things that have happened. And it's not fun for any of us to have to think about, but when I read this as a whole, or when I look at mm. these points next to each other, it starts to become more and more scary how focused it is. So these are just some of the things that have happened, right? Uh, an 84 year old Thai immigrant in San Francisco mm. died last month from uh, being violently shoved to the ground. Saw that uh, video, and, it was yeah, that was ridiculous. Terrible. In Oakland, California, a 91-year-old senior was shoved to the pavement as well. An 89-year-old Chinese woman was slapped and set on fire in Brooklyn. Uh, a stranger on the New York subway slashed a 61-year-old Filipino-American passenger with a box cutter. And it goes on and on. An 18-year-old beat an elderly grandmother with her own cane before stealing her keys and leaving her to die. She did not die, but he just left her there bleeding on the floor. An 83-year-old Filipino man in Philadelphia was found beaten and bound in his own home on New Year's. It continues. And this is just a small portion of it. Justin, why are they targeting the elderly of our community? It seems like the most gutless and just It is, it, it is because they, it's a way for them to target people that can't really fight back because they're too old to do so. As disgusting no as that sounds, I, mean, I, I can't think of any other Reason, I, I mean, are, is it has it been more elderly than it has been younger people? Or are we just hearing more about the elderly because they're obviously going to be the most injured because they can't defend themselves? Whereas oh, when it happens to younger people, they can defend themselves. It's tough to say. I think you're totally right. They're easy targets, mm -hmm. right? And, the, and and they seem like the, the least able to defend themselves. And it's sad that it's been a shoving, it like it's it's like a trend. The fact that it became a trend of shoving elderly onto the ground in itself is terrible. But here's the thing is we don't even know about all of the accounts, right? Yeah. Like anti-Asian hate crimes are some of the most difficult to define and report and to be labeled as hate crimes because things can happen where there's not a specific obvious motive or an obvious reason that connects to their Asian heritage. People can do things on the street to people of Asian American descent. And if they don't say something like Kung flu or go back to your country or something like that, it's not considered a hate crime. It's just yeah. a violent crime. And so that's a weird thing also, because in a moment in America right now, where there's so much racial unrest and, and the black lives movement is stronger than ever and, and working to end these absolutely terrible police killings of young mm. black individuals, right? Um, within that world context, like this stuff is also happening to Asian to the Asian American community, but it's not being talked about in the same way. And I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I, to be well, fair, I mean, it's starting it's not to be the talked same about. Level. It is. It's definitely starting to be talked about. Well, I mean, you, you don't have as many. It's not Asians as in the U.S. as you do black people. That's one reason. It, anytime there's you've got a certain population that's uh, uh, the more uh, more of a minority, it's going to get talked about less because there's less people to do so, and they also have less influence because there's less of them. That's just that's just that's just math. Yeah, and you know, I'm not here. Neither of us are here saying that there has been the same amount 
of violence. We're not comparing numbers of vi like violence towards the black community in America and violence towards the Asian American community. But the no the rise and the uptick in occurrences is is the scary part and it's noticeable. And yeah, I don't know, man. I think this idea of being the model minority has been like rolling around in my head, right? The okay. idea that 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 the Asian American community has that they are seen to have gained more success or more privilege within a community than other people of color in the United States. And I'm not saying this is true, right? But in a certain way, um, there's this image of the Asian American community just being like quiet, docile, uh, mm. assimilated into American culture, and then doing either financially well with business or whatever in a way that people maybe aren't as vigilant or watchful towards towards racism towards Asians. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can relate towards the racism, but but I mean, like the Asian American community culturally is different than other communities, right? There's, uh, you know, even though even when it's first, second, third generation, there's a different set of values there. Usually, um, kids are raised a different way with Asian parents. And so they are different. And school is, is uh, you know, one of those things that Asian kids are definitely pushed to excel in or else. Um, so, I mean, there's, there, there are these stereotypes, but I mean, most stereotypes don't come from nowhere. So, <laughs> I, I mean, there is that part there. And I, I mean, obviously I think, um, was it Daniel Wu that mentioned I think a percentage of Asians in New York that actually were impoverished. And I, I can't remember what his exact figure was, but it was quite high. I think it was one of the, the I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was one of the most impoverished people I think in New York was like Asian American community. So obviously it, it doesn't, the stereotype doesn't fit the bill every time, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I mean, when I went to school, yeah, all the Asians, uh, they're all they're all really smart <laughs> for the most part because I mean, they were they, they, they did really well in school um, because they were they were screamed at if they didn't yeah. is they were they were verbally and possibly physically abused at home if they weren't able yeah. to keep up i was i was talking to um just just to funny stereotype moments uh not to make light of what we're talking about but just a quick little anecdote i was talking to our, our actress friend selena lowe uh, yesterday, and she was like, I'm looking for a violin. I need a violin for this casting. And she was like, they think just because I'm freaking Asian that I obviously have a violin lying around. And I'm, and I'm like, literally as she says that, my roommate, who's uh, ethnically Chinese from Malaysia, was playing the violin. <laughs> he was in his room playing the violin. It's a beautiful instrument. It is lovely. And and Asian Americans love it, um, you know. Okay, one of the one of the things that I find an interesting facet of this conversation is the fact mm -hmm. that hate is uh, these anti Asian rhetoric, this anti Asian rhetoric, this hate and this violence often is directed towards an Asian American community. But an Asian American community is so diverse within its own community, right? Mm -hmm. um, people may be mad at. China, for example, 
responsible for how they handle their virus and they may blame all of this pandemic on them, right? And therefore target people who they think are Chinese, but in the end, they're attacking Japanese people, they're attacking Korean people, they're attacking Thai people, attacking Vietnamese people, and they don't know the difference. They they don't do they even care about also, the difference? Also like, it's almost like Americans. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm I mean I'm talking about ethnically, but the fact that they're nationally American and they're attacking their own kind is upsetting on a whole nother level. Yeah, there's, but there's it's that like, level to it. Then there's the okay, just the fact that you're attacking anybody because of their race because of this is stupid. And then also you don't even know the races that you're attacking. Like it's just, yeah. it's just this soup of stupidity and ignorance. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's ignorance, right? People don't know. Like, so, I mean, it's, if we're going to take out the, the Asian hate component of this, and the despicable violent crimes that, that, that are surrounding this, take that out of the scenario for a Go moment. On. We'll put it back and, in. And, and, just, but yeah. and let's just talk about, okay, so a good percentage of Americans, probably most Americans, most Americans, for sure most Americans, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to tell the difference between a Filipino guy and a Chinese guy and a Thai guy uh, and a Korean person and a Japanese person. That's, that's just a thing. And you, I don't... I think I don't think we can expect your average American to be able to do that because but isn't that it's not it's not their world, man. Your average American, this they're not they don't have a Korean friend, a Japanese friend, a Chinese friend, and a Filipino friend. That's not a thing. If if you live on the most coast, Americans. you probably if you live on the coast, you probably do. But you're right for 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 most Americans, it's probably not a thing. Um, but I mean, not even not even on the even on the coast, man. I mean. LA isn't all just like liberal internationals and people hanging out. There's a lot of conservatives that live in the, in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. And there's a lot of people that stick to kind of their own groups. Uh, so it's not just and a you know what? thing. Now that I think about it and we're talking about it, maybe it's, maybe it's not something that we, we need most of American to be able to acknowledge and differentiate between for them to at least be able to respect. Uh, you're, acknowledge you're that there is a difference right? between these countries. Acknowledge and, and if you can't tell the difference, that's okay, right? But it's yeah. all about educating. For example, um, as okay, someone who ahead. is from South America or someone who's from Mexico, right? Or someone who's from, let's say, I don't know, where? Yeah, Uruguay. I mean, can you tell they might the both difference come between somebody a, from Bolivia and Peru? Exactly. Like, and, no, and you cannot. You probably, and that's maybe not necessary for them to at least respect the person who is from Bolivia or Peru and ask them, are you from Bolivia or Peru? Um, but even that seems like a lot to ask. I think right now, we, I just like to ask them to stop punching us in the face yeah. and pushing our grandparents yeah. to the ground. Like, Yeah. Um, another thing that kind of happened that was going along with all this when, when uh, I guess the Asian uh, American and Asian community in general was rising up to uh, talk about this. One thing I saw that I wasn't sure about, and please talk feel to free to give me your input. Sure. People started getting pretty angry about get our names right, that whole thing. Like mm. getting Asian names right. And I was kind of like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, again, and, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Like I'm part Asian, have lived in Asia for, since 2006. It's a long time, Justin. Right? That's, and, that's and guess a long what? time. Uh, it's a long time. And guess what? 
horrible at Asian names. Horrible. You know this. We host Asians Got Talent. And what am I really bad at? Pronouncing Asian names. Asian names. All of them. Yeah. So when I see these, they're meaning well. Like, learn our names, know our culture. I'm like, hey, hey, like, I can't even pronounce these names properly. And I've lived in Asia for this long. And I'm part Asian. And like, like let's, you know, I, I get everybody's angry. I get everybody wants respect. But let's not like be ridiculous so what are your thoughts I'm, mm, I'm familiar with what you're talking about i don't know yeah. the specifics or of of who you heard talking about this but several i'll people. say i'll say that it depends i yeah. just like you said we can't expect the average american to differentiate between a chinese person and a japanese person just by looking at them mm-hmm. um i don't think we can expect the average american to pronounce any Thai name, probably. Well, most of them Mostly can't Vietnamese pronounce, names. Most of them can't, can't pronounce Spanish names properly. Yeah, exactly. And you want them to get Asian names? Right? Like, so that's like baby steps. But here's, but here's my caveat, and yeah. tell me if you agree with this. So average American, no, I don't expect them to be able to to pronounce a Thai name or a Vietnamese name, which off the cuff, right? But if you're a news anchor. And you're reporting on a uh, an, a hate crime that ha- happened, and you can't yeah. pronounce the victim's name correctly. Is it different? Because my because my my thing would be like within the media set, and and as a mm. professional, I think specifically because maybe the victim was severely injured, or either either way, the victim has a right to have their name to be pronounced as as best as as that damn anchor or news person I, can do it. I think not enough effort goes into it. Agreed. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, when it's happening, I mean, news acres are often very busy, uh, I would imagine. And so maybe there's not enough time on occasion to for somebody to help them with the name. Um, and also, it's going to require more effort. Like, there may not be a Thai person in the office that knows how to say the name. So somebody's got to make some calls and figure that out. And people are yeah. busy in work. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. But if a name, if you know there's going to be a name that you're going to have to say over and over again because it's attached to a certain story or because there's a victim involved, so, yeah, more effort needs to be made to get those names right. At least make it seem like you're putting forth effort and not just randomly throwing stuff out there. Uh, that I get. Yeah. And again, though, we're talking ideally, right? We're talking ideally. ideally because we need to point out that a lot of Republican lawmakers can't even pronounce our vice president's name correctly. So, yeah. I mean, they probably do that on purpose, but again, sometimes they're, sometimes they're doing it on purpose. I don't think initially they were doing it on purpose so much, and then because the left made it a really big deal, then they started doing it on purpose to poke at them. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's they're just politi- yeah. That's Which, a whole other podcast. Could, a whole other podcast. I think the next direction I wanted to go with this conversation is in the same way, but I wanted to talk one specific instance because I think that this this story is not only horrifying, but also difficult to necessarily say that it was an anti-Asian hate crime. I'm talking about the the shootings at massage parlors uh, in the Atlanta region. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, and, of course. Uh, oh, I know, I know you know. And uh, I think what troubles me the most and the part of it that I wanted to specifically focus on and talk to you about was what the sheriff's office said about his intentions. Right. And yeah. so, and, and 
we could go on forever about this, but let me just give a quote to our listeners real quick. Uh, for anyone who uh, is not aware, let me give a quick rundown. Basically eight people, including six women of Asian descent were killed in shootings at massage parlors in the Atlanta region. This was on March 16th. And uh, it was uh, what a young 21 year old white man named Robert Aaron Long. And his, there was a lot, first of all, immediately there was an, uh, an outrage from the Asian American community about this. And they believed that this had to do with anti-Asian hate crimes, right? Mm -hmm. But the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office came out with a statement immediately after it happened that raised a lot of eyebrows. And so this is what it said. It comes from Captain Jay Baker. And he said, quote, I spoke with investigators. They interviewed him this morning and they got that impression. Yes, he understood the gravity of it. And he was pretty much fed up and had been kind of at the end of his rope. And yesterday was a really bad day for him. And you know, this is, I, I paraphrase, he didn't say, you know, he said, yesterday was a really bad day for him. And this is what he did in quote, I shouldn't paraphrase a quote. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot, go go, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, obviously this guy really fucked that up. Um, right um, now. I mean, I don't know whether that well, comes let me from add him one, just, yeah. No, I was going to add one more thing that wasn't in the quotation, which was that he said that he suffered from uh, being a sex addict and that this was a way for him to, I don't want to put words, so this is my own wording, but to eliminate the, the temptation, I guess. So like these That's massage parlors yeah. rep represented his own sexual temptations and that this is his way of combating that. Okay, go. Yeah, apparently even he more to super, unpack. Apparently he grew up super religious and Oh, really? Yeah, apparently he grew up quite religious. Um, I believe that the, it was part of it and he thought he had a sex addiction. I I don't know the details of it, but apparently he at least himself thought he did. Um, and there this was his way to, I guess, get rid of it, like, and not hate himself for like, this is the only way to get rid of the temptation. I, I don't really know the story behind the massage parlors. If he had been there to any of them before, I don't, I don't know. I don't think yeah. he had, right. I think he just found massage I have, parlors. I have no idea to, um, apparently to kill Asian women. Cause I guess watching a lot of Asian porn, I guess this is his thing. So, um, I mean, that was going to be my question. So first let's, let's take race completely out of it. When we're just talking about the sheriff's comments, right? The way that he almost it almost feels like he's making an excuse up for this mass murderer. Like he says he was pretty much fed up kind of at the end of his rope. And yesterday was a really bad day for him. It sounds like he's justifying this. It this sounds shooter. that way. And I don't know this person. I haven't done a lot of research on who this person is as a human being. I don't sometimes... People misspeak. Maybe this guy's not good in front of the spotlight. And this is, he's just like saying shit. He's just like, he's going over everything in his head. Maybe he's never, he's probably never seen anything quite like this before. And he's just like, yeah, I was talking to the guy and like, this is what he said. And like, oh, blah, blah. And like, you know, that could be the case. Or maybe because he's a white guy that maybe doesn't have a lot of experience with the, the Asian community or even communities of color. Maybe he feels disassociated from it. So, be, and because he feels disassociated from these communities, 
maybe the fact that they're Asian is just he's not it's hard for him to connect with the pain and therefore you're going to get a response out of him that's a, that seems to be less empathetic uh that could mm. also be it i don't want to say that this is guys a horrible freaking person because he did not nail this press conference okay just just to put it out there there has yeah. there has been reporting that this specific officer uh mm. was really excited to purchase and social media post about uh, some pretty anti-Asian uh, coronavirus t-shirts. Okay, so here's my thing China, on that. It was, it was China virus t-shirts. Okay, now, okay, so here's my, here's my thing on that. Um, so obviously in light of what we've talked about before and the fact that Trump made that into a thing that certain people that were, that have racist sentiments were rallying behind the fact that this guy bought that shirt as probably a Trump supporter doesn't necessarily make him racist towards Asians, right? I, I think you can buy that shirt and, and and even be a fan of Trump and in your mind, not do it in a racist way. I think you can. Yeah, but most in racists your mind, don't think they're racist. Sorry. No, no, no. But most I, racists I, don't I, think they're racist. So go, go ahead. But I don't, I don't think the act of buying that shirt is not racist to me. He's, it's racially it's, insensitive. It, 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 it is currently racially insensitive okay. to buy that shirt. But he, coming from his background and in his world, he doesn't know that. It's, it's not to him and his friends. He's just buying the shirt because he, he thinks it's a funny shirt and he thinks China should be held accountable and he thinks the virus came from China and he's probably a Trump fan. I don't think that makes, none of those things make him racist or a bad person. Mm, okay. Not going to not not going to go back at that because I don't know if I agree. I'm not sure, but I want okay. here's what I want I mean, to. Yeah. I don't I don't know the guy. Maybe he well, is we don't know. For sure, we don't know. Don't but know. you're saying that you're saying it doesn't necessarily make him no racist the, or a bad person because of that. From the information that I've seen, this guy, at minimum, really fucked up a press conference. Was yeah, definitely insensitive. Showed a lack of empathy and was not tactful in the way he spoke. And also in the past, he made a, you know a racially insensitive purchase online. You know what? I've made some racially insensitive purchases in my past. So you know, <laughs> like <laughs> throwing it out there. So I'm not going to hate on this guy for that and for 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 what I have as far as, far as information. And I'm not going to hate on you for what, anything that you previously purchased or anything like that. Uh, okay, so we threw race back into the situation real quick. Let mm. me just ask this question then, because not everybody would agree. Were these killings racially motivated? Okay, no, I, I think obviously in a way, th these were racially motivated in a way because he's focusing on Asians. So to say well, it's not okay. racially motivated. Yeah. Not it's everybody silly. that he killed was was Asian, right? He there. I believe there's a white male at one of them, and I maybe a white yeah. female. Well, not, I, mean, I don't I have the exact numbers, but was he just killing Asian women? Was he just killing Asian like massage parlor people, and it just happened to be Asian massage parlors that he went to, or was it specifically? I mean, six out of eight people that died. I don't know what, what he read. Were did, did the women. guy have a? Did the guy have a? It seems like everybody's leaning towards him having a thing for Asian women. Is that, is that verified? I haven't, I haven't found anything that says specifically that he did. Okay. Um, 
Now, I'm not saying that's not out there. I, I wish I knew more, but you can see how a situation like this could be complicated. Uh, spe yes. Specifically when trying to put it in a category of hate crime or just senseless murder, right? Um, where does it go? And so I think that the Asian American community is like, this is so clearly hatred and violence and murder of Asian Americans. Whereas mm. I'm sure there are people in America who are like, no, this guy just had a, was a sex addict and, and he's a mass murderer who went and killed people who represented his addiction. So like, I'm just bringing this up as, a, as an example yeah. of how it's a slippery slope. This, this, I mean, this argument for me, it's kind of, I don't wanna say it's not super important. I feel like regardless of whether he was racially motivated or not, he he killed mostly Asian women um, working at massage parlors. Um, it seems like if you're like there was a focus on Asians. If you're going to go to massage these particular massage parlors that are Asian owned, right? Um, like he went there with intent to murder. And he had a particular type of establishment that was owned by a particular ethnic group that I'm sure he was very aware of. And even if we can make the argument against the fact that it was a hate crime, I think it's more than acceptable for the Asian community during these times to go ahead and chalk this one up as Asian hate. If it's gonna, if it's something they, if, if, the, if it's in any way beneficial for the Asian community during this time to do so, I hate to use the word beneficial. I, it sounds, I know what you mean. Sounds, Matt, but you know if, what I mean, right? If it's, if it's beneficial to the movement if that it, if is it, starting if it, to be created to if end they need to this use this, if it's benefits, if it's good, if it's good, if it's good to use this to move forward the, the positives of, of the messaging coming from the Asian community, all for it. Yeah. No, I think I actually totally agree with you. What I was yeah. going to say is that in the end, it doesn't matter whether the murders were racially motivated because the effect on the community is the exact same. Yeah, the, I mean, the it, fear that that they feel, um, specifically Asian in, women. Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole other component is that this these type of things have happened more specifically to Asian women, and I'm not sure if that is because of the same reason that elderly have been attacked because they seem like easier targets, or is there like a specific um, hate a specific type of hate towards specifically well, there, Asian women there is without a doubt and I, I I feel like this is a slippery slope to discuss since we don't have any women or Asian women and with us right now this is why we um, wanted Victoria this Chang is, here. You know, this is why yeah. uh, we wanted we, <laughs> we wanted this person to it. what did this person right there it's so hard to oh there we go yeah nice um we'll get her on again but um, there's obviously a fetish fetishization. Is that yeah. how you say that word? That, fetishization. I was, actually, I was practicing saying that word before this podcast. Fetishization. There's for sure, a fetishization. Yeah, it's been of Asian women. Yeah, go ahead. With Americans and Europeans, for sure, in particularly from white men, uh, that is a thing. Yellow fever is a thing. There are so many white men that come out here to Asia. And they are all about Asian women. Um, now, yeah. whether or not whether or not that's a healthy thing or not, obviously it can get to the point where it's not, because um, when you begin, we be, it can become a obviously because the fetishization can be dangerous because you're dehumanizing mm -hmm. the the person, right? Or we're whatever also it is. 
you're also attributing a bunch of stereotypes that have been created through this fetishization process, right? Stereotypes yeah. like a, like a, an Asian woman is docile or an Asian mm -hmm. woman uh, is more subservient or more caretaking or, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on uh, about these different stereotypes that have come to be a part of this kind of, this fetish that has been created around yeah. Asian women. So yeah, again, I really wish that we had Victoria here to talk about this because I, I agree that it may be not uh, the best topic for us to offer our wildly masculine viewpoints on, but it's a part of this conversation. It's speaking in, in, of Victoria. Oh, what did she say? Hi, hi, shit. Hi, hi, I completely forgot this was today. She bullshit because we like talked about this like yesterday. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this face emoji. But she does this one really well. She does that face. Uh -huh. So sorry about that. Can we reschedule same time tomorrow or Sunday anytime? So I am going, I am planning to be filthy sick from my second shot of vaccine yeah. tomorrow. Um, so oh, you think it's going to be that bad? I don't know. My first shot was really painful, to be honest. And the second shot supposedly what we really should do. Me. We should do this right after your shot. No, nah, man. Like I said, I think I just said I am planning to be filthy sick and not talk to anyone for like a couple days. But Sunday, uh, Sunday would be what? No, I can't do that because that would be still within that time period that I'm giving myself to be sick. You may not be sick at all, though. It's Saturday my time. So no, I'm just I'm just telling you no. Um, so okay. maybe sometime next week. Also, we're scheduling on our podcast. It's fine. Uh, what were we talking about? Me. Anyway, well, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll get Victoria Chang on here uh, when her memory is better. Our next episode, and uh, honestly, I, I want to continue some of the same conversations yeah. that we're having now. Um, yeah. To, to get a more intelligent, insightful, mature, and responsible viewpoint on all this. Mm -hmm. um, well, so we were talking about the fetishization of uh, you keep Asian saying women. it right, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and basically. We which I do want to talk about this when we do get Victoria on uh, yeah. next week sometime. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I, I have more to say about this, but I kind of want to wait for Victoria. So I think that we should just go ahead and say this is chapter one. Um, this is the first episode on anti-Asian hate crimes, which I can't even believe is a thing that we have to talk about. But it's ridiculous. I just... In some ways, it's even cathartic just talking to you about it because I, you know, I have my family that I talk to about, but other than that, like, I'm still in lockdown mode. So being yeah. able to connect with other people about it and just share some of the frustrations, it's it's helpful because shit's crazy, man. Crazy times we live in. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Anything? We good? We've, 40 minutes is pretty good for just you and me. Yeah, longer than half an hour. Also, we I think like what we talked about, I thought what we yeah. talked about was pretty We can good. wrap this up. Yeah. Well, um, any, any final words? Other than stop Asian hate hashtag? hashtag Which, by the way, hate. can I just say, I don't like that hashtag, hashtag stop Asian hate. It's not okay. specific enough. It sounds, it could either be stop hate against Asian people, or it could be like, stop Asians from hating anything. Um, which also maybe, maybe you shouldn't, you know, stop Asians from hating things or stop hate against Asians. I just think it's, it's a, it's a confusing hashtag and, and I don't like it. I'm, I'm confused by most hashtags at this point. Fair I'm enough. Kind of just over hashtags. 
In fact, are we the only ones still talking about hashtags? I don't even know if people are doing hashtags anymore. I yeah. don't spend enough time online. I don't know. Anyway, man. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this podcast. Again, that's kind of a podcast. Um, yeah, Alan, it's been real. I'm going to end this thing now. Final words. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. And again, this is chapter one. We will see you all or hear you all on chapter two with Miss Victoria Chang. We're looking forward to it. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are now on Spotify and I think a bunch of other places too. I need to go look at, see where we are on now. I love it. I love it. We were a YouTube channel pretending to be a podcast that then eventually became something like a podcast. And I think that is legit.